Hey, my young friend, are you ready for a fresh batch of interesting news from around the world? Hey, sure, I'm ready. But please, don't call me young friend. I'm already a grown-up. What do we have today? Ha ha ha, all right, my grown-up buddy. So first off, we're going to talk about the celebration of the Chinese New Year and the significance of the Year of the Wooden Dragon. Did you know that each year in the Chinese calendar is associated with a specific animal and element? I'm just thrilled about this tradition. Yeah, heard about that. It's interesting to learn more. What else have you got? Next up, we'll discuss the performance of a Nigerian Afrobeat artist at the Grammy Awards and the introduction of a new category for Best African Music Performance. Music really brings people together, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited for this artist. And what's the last topic? And finally, we'll talk about the forest fires in Chile, which led to the deaths of 64 people and left 1,600 people homeless. It's a serious issue, and we need to discuss it. Yeah, that sounds really serious. Well, let's get started then. You know, yesterday I stumbled upon an interesting story about the song Respect by Aretha Franklin. Do you know this song, my little music guru? Well, I've heard it a couple of times, but I don't know the story behind it. Oh, then you'll find this interesting. This song is like the anthem of the second wave of feminism in the 70s and one of the best R&B songs of that era. It's a classic, by the way. Or as we say in our circle, old school at its best. Wow, that sounds cool. But what's so special about it? You know what's interesting? The original song was released in 1965, and in it, the man asks the woman to show him respect when he comes home from work. And by respect, he means a sexual act. In return, he promises to turn a blind eye to her flaws. Sounds like a deal, doesn't it? Blimey, that sounds, well, peculiar. Yeah. But here's the interesting part. Aretha Franklin re-recorded this song two years later and changed the lyrics, turning it into a monologue of a strong woman demanding respect for herself. It's like if you were to rewrite the rules of poker to win. Wow, that sounds way better. Yeah, that was a real twist. That's why this song became so popular and important. As they say, all genius is simple, isn't it, my little music guru? CO. Good morning, ducks. Yesterday, two people shared their feelings with me after reading my Sunday post on Patreon Boosty. They felt how tired I was, and they were right. But you know, sometimes fatigue is just a passing state that hits each of us from time to time. Yes, I'm tired. But I acknowledged it, thought about it, and took action. And you know what? I'm feeling better already. I was even glad that I was able to convey with words the heaviness of existence that hit me on Saturday evening. Hooray! I did it! Actually, I felt better already after writing that post. And thank you so much for your concern. You're awesome. Have you ever wondered why the Chinese New Year is called the Year of the Dragon, mate? Well, I know that this Saturday, on the 10th of February, the Chinese New Year will begin, officially marking the start of the Year of the Dragon, green and wooden. But what does it all mean? I have no idea. And yes, I'm not a little kid. Haha, <laughs> you're always so curious. Well, I was puzzled too, so I decided to Google it. Turns out it's quite simple. Wood is considered in Taoism as a return to the natural state of being, which in the case of the dragon indicates a return to kindness. Wow, that sounds amazing. So, the year of the wooden dragon is a year of unlimited potential for prosperity. In the long run, it could also be a year of resolving major conflicts if people can focus on empathy. Exactly. These are the words of Jonathan H. X. Lee, a professor of Chinese folklore and religion at San Francisco State University. He says, if we continue to adhere to tribal and selfish thinking, we will not achieve this. Haha, <laughs> no chance, we're doomed. Cheer up, mate. 
Next week, there will be celebrations in South and East Asian countries. So if you have friends there, you can go ahead and congratulate them. Oh, thanks for the advice. I'll definitely do that. And by the way, for those who want to learn more about the Chinese New Year, I found a great article on the topic. The link will be in the podcast description. You know, I usually don't keep up with popular music awards. I'm almost completely uninterested in who's going to get more statuettes, whether it's Billie Eilish or Dua Lipa. Whatever. But this year, the Grammys were partly special, so I want to share. Oh, that sounds interesting. What happened there then? For the first time in the history of the awards, that is, since 1959, an Afrobeat artist performed at the ceremony. Yesterday at the Los Angeles Arena, with the modern and concise name Crypto.com, Nigerian star Burna Boy performed together with rapper 21 Savage and R&B singer Brandy. Wow, that sounds awesome. Afrobeat is all about blending the sounds and styles of West Africa, particularly Ghana and Nigeria, right? Absolutely. And I think a year or two ago, I told you about the rise in popularity of Afrobeats. Well, not only did a popular Nigerian singer perform at this award ceremony, but yesterday, for the first time in Grammy history, an award was given for Best African Music Performance, a big day for African pop music. That's really cool. I wonder who won that award. Unfortunately, when I was preparing this episode, the ceremony hadn't started yet, but that doesn't matter. The main thing is that it's a big step forward for African music. And considering that the well-known South African comedian Trevor Noah has been hosting the ceremony for the fourth year in a row, it's just a joyous occasion. Yeah, that's really great. I'm glad that African music is getting more recognition on the world stage. You know, I was almost as happy as you when I found out that for the first time in history, a woman became the head of Japan Airlines. And you know what's the most interesting part? She started her career in the company back in 1985 as a flight attendant. Wow, that's really impressive. But why do you say you're almost as happy? Well, it sometimes annoys me that I get excited about such things, because it means that it doesn't happen often. But at the same time, it does happen, and that's something to be happy about. I get what you mean. It's like when you're happy to find 10 quid on the street, but at the same time, it bugs you that you didn't find 100. Laughs. Well, something like that. By the way, I was reading an African news bulletin yesterday, and they're all excited and proud of themselves. Love that. That sounds great, but what was so important about it? Oh, that's a secret. I mentioned it in last Friday's newsletter. Oh, you know I love secrets, but what was so funny about it? What's so funny, my dear Watson? I can't quite fathom myself. You know, it's quite a funny misunderstanding. But speaking of eccentric personalities, have you ever wondered why Elon Musk is always in the spotlight? Well, it's Elon Musk we're talking about. He's always making headlines because he's the richest bloke on planet Earth and he's always up to something. But did you know he's also a fan of recreational drugs? Seriously? Well, he's a grown man. He's 52 years old. He can do what he wants. But could that be risky for his business, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. His investors are really worried about that. He might munch on some shrooms and tweet something that crashes the stocks, bankrupts the company, and causes irreparable damage. Oh, that sounds like a movie script. But he claims he's doing drug tests and the results are negative. Yeah, but I wouldn't trust him. I mean, he could be into all sorts. Mushrooms, ecstasy, ketamine, cocaine, and whatnot. Cannabis doesn't count. I wonder how his friends and business partners are reacting to that. Well, this is where it gets really interesting. According to the Wall Street Journal, Elon Musk has created a culture of peer pressure among his friends and business partners, encouraging them to use drugs with him. Wow. Can you imagine that? You find yourself at a party with Elon Musk and you're chatting away, 
pitching him your ideas for improving Tesla's autopilot function. And he's like, wow, there's something in this. You definitely need to meet one of my engineers. But for now, how about a line of coke? Haha, yeah, you just can't say no to Elon. What a character. Elon Musk is definitely a character, but let's switch to more serious topics. Have you heard the latest news from Luhansk and Russia? Yeah, I heard about that. On Saturday in Lysakansk, which Russia occupied in the summer of 2022, there was a missile strike. 28 people, including a child, were killed. Ukraine didn't comment on the strike, and Moscow demanded immediate unconditional condemnation from the international community. Wow, that's really serious. But you know what else shocked me? In Russia, a woman recorded a video after visiting the pediatrician with her seven-year-old son. The boy was being difficult, and the doctor asked what was going on with his behavior. The mother replied that the child was traumatized by the death of his father, who was killed in the SVO. The pediatrician responded, What did you expect, love? Your husband was a legitimate target for Ukraine. Wow, that's a twist. What happened next? The pediatrician got fired, her flat got searched, and she was facing charges for spreading fake news about the army. But they didn't lock her up, even though the investigative committee demanded to arrest the criminal. Interesting. What about the protests? I heard that the wives of the mobilized soldiers went to Red Square and demanded the return of their husbands from the war. Yeah, that's true. They said, after 700 days of special operations and 500 days of mobilization, the whole country should have already understood that nobody is waiting for our men where they are right now. They are not welcome there. They are being killed there. Their husbands are awaited back home and we are waiting for ours. At home. Wow, that's powerful. Did they hear them? Unfortunately, the protest ended in mass detentions. Most of those detained were journalists who were covering the demonstration. It's sad that such things are happening in our time. But you know, I still believe in kindness, empathy, and altruism. After all, it's the year of the dragon. And speaking of dragons, did you know that Elon Musk named his rocket Dragon? Yeah, that's true. It's interesting how that ties into his belief in kindness and altruism. But that's a topic for another conversation, isn't it? You know, some interesting things are happening in the political world today. For example, it seems that Nadezhin has decided to run for office. Wow, really? That's going to be interesting to watch, but the question is, have they registered him as a candidate or not? Yeah, exactly. We should find out today. I even started watching his interview with Sobchak. He was talking about his plans and goals if he gets elected. And what did you think of his performance, mate? To be honest, I only lasted about 10 minutes. Then I had to take some pills and have a cup of chamomile tea. But it's not because it was bad, it's just that politics, it's not always easy and straightforward. Oh, you're always so dramatic. But I get it, politics isn't always a walk in the park. Let's see what happens next, shall we? All right, mate, have you heard about the mass protests against the far right in Germany? Yeah, I heard about that. According to various reports, from 150 to 200,000 people gathered in Berlin last Saturday for a protest against the far right. That's a lot of people. Wow, well done. You're really on top of all the events. Do you know what's behind these mass demonstrations all over Germany? Well, I've read about this guy Martin Zellner and remigration. These are the key words that often come up in connection with these protests. But, to be honest, I'd like to know more about it. Oh, you're always so curious. Well, Martin Zellner is the leader of the far-right party who is calling for remigration, which means the return of immigrants to their home countries. 
This has caused a huge public outcry and led to mass protests. But let's talk about it in more detail next time, okay? Sounds interesting. I'll definitely keep an eye on that news. And by the way, did you know that scientists have discovered a new planet in our solar system? Wow, you always know how to surprise me. But let's talk about that next time, all right? And don't forget to tell me how you became so clever. Aso, did you hear about the terrible forest fires in Chile? It happened on Friday in the central part of the country. Yeah, mate, I heard about that. According to the latest report, 64 people have died. It's awful. Yeah, it's really scary. The worst hit was the area around the city of Viña del Mar. The flames destroyed the botanical garden, which was established in 1931. Wow, that's a really old garden. So did all the plants burn down? Yeah, unfortunately. At least 1,600 people have been left homeless. That's terrible. But why weren't the Chilean authorities prepared for this? I mean, it's summer there and it's fire season. Good question, mate. This time last year, the area affected by the fires was larger, but there were fewer casualties. So it looks like the Chilean authorities didn't take into account the past experience, huh? Seems like it. But I won't joke about it in a dark, that's just the way it is style. It's too serious of a topic. Yeah, mate, I agree. It's really sad. Yeah, the situation in Chile is really worrying. But since we're discussing global news, let's switch to another topic. Did you know that Facebook is turning 20 this year? Yeah, mate, I heard about that. It's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Facebook has changed the social media world, altered our perception of personal data, making it valuable and worthless at the same time. You're spot on, mate. And not just that, Facebook has politicized the internet and kickstarted the dominance of Meta and Mark Zuckerberg's company. Oh, don't call me Druzish Jay, buddy. I'm all grown up now. But yeah, you're right. It's interesting to see what Zuckerberg will come up with next and how he'll get back at everyone for the embarrassment at the congressional hearings. I wonder how he's going to use his new virtual reality for that. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, happy 20th anniversary, Facebook. And remember, if Facebook were a person, it could already drink in America. You know my young friend talking about Mark Zuckerberg and his virtual reality? That's a great segue to another topic, the Apple Vision Pro. By the way, have you heard about what happened at the flagship Apple store in New York on the launch day? Yeah, mate. I heard about that. It happened a couple of days ago, and it seems like it was quite a laugh. I even saw a compilation of funny TikToks where people were using those glasses on the street and at the gym. Oh, you're talking about the compilation by Nevzorov? I saw it too, even though I don't usually watch or read his stuff. But that compilation was really funny. I wonder how people are reacting to those glasses in real life. Yeah, that's the one. I wonder if these glasses leave a distinctive mark on the face, like the MetaQuest 3. Haha, <laughs> that's a great question. But I reckon we'll find out the answer to that very soon. By the way, they say the queue at the store was so massive that it spilled out onto the street and snaked along the pavement. Can you imagine? Wow, that sounds like a real hype. I'm sure the Apple Vision Pro will become the new trend in the world of virtual reality. At first or high. Well, my little genius, ready to switch from tech to beauty? You know, recently, teenagers, especially girls aged 8 to 12, have been getting really into skincare products, all thanks to the TikTok trend. Oh, don't call me Druzishche, buddy. I'm all grown up now. But yeah, you're right. It's interesting to see what Zuckerberg will come up with next and how he'll get back at everyone for the embarrassment at the congressional hearings. I wonder how he's going to use his new virtual reality for that. Well, not quite. They're raiding the Sephora stores, and their favorite brand is Drunk Elephant, it's like if you started splurging all your money on creams and lotions instead of saving up for a new iPhone. 
Wow, that sounds serious, but what about the parents? Do they just let their kids spend money on expensive cosmetics like that? You know what? It's like the advertising used to target parents, but now it's all about targeting the kids. It's like if toy ads were aimed at the kids themselves, not their parents. That sounds a bit off. Do you reckon cosmetic brands are endorsing this trend? Unfortunately, yeah. Among 10-year-old girls, the daily beauty routine is gaining popularity, and cosmetic brands are fully supporting it. It's like if kids started buying expensive cars and car manufacturers endorsed it. Well, that's just too much. Selling second graders a serum with retinol for $50, it's absurd. Yeah, that does sound pretty strange. But I guess for some brands, it's just a new way to make money. And by the way, a serum with retinol is a skincare product that adults usually use. It helps reduce wrinkles and improve skin texture. But kids definitely don't need it. You know, my little genius, I want to tell you a story about my friend's daughter. She recently finished reading Robinson Crusoe and now often ponders survival and catastrophes. Wow, that sounds like a real adventure novel. Yeah, and that's not all. She even made a list of those who should survive in case of an apocalypse, including her family, friends, and even everyone at her school and their parents. Wow, she really has it all figured out, but what about Max from the second grade? Haha, <laughs> she didn't include Max from the second grade in the list. Poor Max. But what would she want to take with her to a deserted island? She instantly replies, axe, knife, shovel, a few sheep, seeds, matches. Did she definitely read Robinson Crusoe and not Lord of the Flies by Golding? Ha ha, I thought the same thing. But those are her dreams and it doesn't make me laugh at all. But hey, those are my issues, of course. I wouldn't want to end up on a deserted island. Well, I'd rather stay in civilization too, but it's interesting to see how kids perceive the idea of survival. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes I feel like they're much better prepared for the unexpected than we are. Hey ducks! Last night before bed, I decided to watch the trailer for Hideo Kojima's new game, Death Stranding 2. Well, what can I say? Maybe it wasn't the best idea before going to sleep. You know what, ducks? Yesterday I came across two pictures that were literally everywhere. It's funny and scary at the same time because it seems like soon we'll all be walking around like that. Oh, by the way, yesterday was Groundhog Day. And guess what? He predicted an early spring. Well, let's get ready and believe in our luck. Sending you a big hug, ducks. Don't forget to send in your comments, questions, and of course, your thoughts on the latest tech and nature finds to highexpresso.today. Sokcho Olga!